Hi, my name is Julian Stodd, and I want to talk about interconnecting communities. When we think about communities, we can think not just of a single community, but how we interconnect between different communities. Why would we do that? Well, really because we tend to join communities that we know to be fairly safe, communities perhaps that believe the same things that we do, that we have some kind of shared purpose or intent alongside. But when we think about making our organisations more effective, or indeed when we think about how we ourselves can become more effective, we might need to start thinking about joining communities of difference, communities where people perhaps don't think the same as us, communities where we may be less comfortable, communities where we'll be exposed to new ideas that we might not yet know how they fit in with our existing scheme of the world. To do that, it's worth thinking about what makes communities coherent. What makes us want to join one? How are communities held together? What role does trust have when we think about communities? And also thinking about things like rituals of engagement. What's the actual process of joining a community? Well, so far, we've talked about communities having shared value and shared purpose. But in the landscape of trust research that we carried out in 2017, what we saw was that communities are often held together with trust. When you're in a community, you might have what's considered a first degree of trust. We've built a relationship, we've got some kind of foundation for our actions. When we go to join a new community, that trust doesn't yet exist. So almost inevitably, part of joining a community is an act of forming and grounding trust. But we don't just randomly go out and find communities. What typically happens is we're introduced in some way. Perhaps we know somebody that's already in the community, or we have a shared area of expertise or a circle of companions that we all know. So sometimes when we join communities, we come in at, if you like, a second degree of trust. We are in some sense known to the group. That gives us some kind of expectations. Now, one thing that it does do is that means as we grow the number of communities we're in, we quite often tend to just build more communities that are quite similar to each other. Indeed, we know that this is true because of something called confirmation bias, which causes us to kind of reinforce the things we already know to be true. So it tends to happen with the people that we meet and it tends to happen with the communities that we join. So as we get more communities, they don't necessarily diversify. It might just be that we're hearing more different voices, but around some common subjects that we already understand. If we want to build a really diversified strength, we perhaps need to think about how we can interconnect beyond that. And as I said earlier, what we might want to do is consciously think about the communities we're in. Which ones duplicate what another community does? Which community do we perhaps need to start? Which should we join or which should we leave? And perhaps most importantly, are there communities that we might want to join that we have no connections into, that we might feel more alienated or uncertain about? If we understand the mechanisms of trust, and how we can join those communities first to listen, and then to find stories that we can share, but small and safe stories, or even stories of difference, where we just look to understand why we disagree with the things that are being said in that space. Well, maybe that's one way that we can find that interconnectivity. And why is it important? Well, as I look around at what we're seeing happening generally in the world, in terms of political systems and power systems, what we're very often seeing is a move towards communities of opposition. So people come together to oppose something else, but they become intractably opposed. They're against each other. There are very few bridges being built. 
I think one of the key things we can do as individuals, as members of society, as well as members of our own organisation, is have a humility to step beyond those things that we know to be true, to engage in those stories of difference and to build, or at least perhaps set some of the foundations for building those bridges. Another thing that's worth thinking about is the rituals of engagement. When people join a community that we're in, how do we greet them? We can actually think about this because there are things that we can do, the way that we make our introductions, whether we use any kind of assets or badges or signs of honour for being in a community. All of these things are social constructs, the language that we use, the stories we share, the status that comes with being in a community. Understanding how those rituals work can be valuable. Indeed, if you're trying to build a community, putting some rituals in place, which you practice and rehearse between you, you soon find that these things often get picked up by the community and they persist. It might be ways of greeting each other. It might be uh, some kind of form of recognition or just the rules by which you treat each other. But thinking about rituals can be very valuable. So at the end of this podcast, I want you to think not just about the communities that you're in that you know, but think about how can you become more interconnected? How can you move into these communities of difference? <laughs>